0: Welcome to the first episode of Greeting Mashiach, the podcast dedicated to exploring the questions, arguments, and concerns surrounding the concept of Mashiach. I'm your host, Levi Palchenko, or your co-host, Levi Palchenko. I'm in Los Angeles, and um, this is my co-host, Simcha Fish, all the way in Crown Heights. How you doing? I'm doing great. Baruch Hashem. It's a pleasure to be here, and I hope you guys all enjoy. Yes. Hopefully we do. And today, we embark on a journey to delve into the significance of Mashiach. So let's start by defining the terms. Mashiach, Geula. I think before, before, we, have, before we start having conversations, I think we should, we should have definitions to, to words that we are going to be using so that everybody understands basically so we're all on the same page, we're all speaking the same language. When we say mashiach, when we say gula, when we talk about all these different things. So um I think it's a good place to start. Do you wanna start us off?
1: Sure. So uh the two terms often tossed around obviously are Mashiach and Gula. And uh I think a good way to look at them is to begin with a phrase that Eva often said at the end of Sikh, we should be Zeche to the Gu'ulah Amit Uzvash our Yedei Mashiach kenu We should merit the full, complete redemption through Mashiach al-Kenu, our righteous Mashiach. So, what do you see from here? You see that Mashiach and Gu'ulah are really two different things. So often you hear people say, oh, we, we want Mashiach now, or, or uh, we're asking for the Gu'ulah, but, uh or when Mashiach comes. But uh, you really have to define it. There are two different things. Mashiach is a person. Gu'ula is a time period. It's an era. And this is pretty consistent. Wherever you are, uh, you'll always find this to be the case. Mashiach uh, always refers to a person. Gula always refers to the era. And when we say Mashiach, mm-hmm. we might say Mashiach. What we mean is the time period when there will be somebody Mashiach. Guru um, is just it means the redemption when all the Jews will be redeemed. So um, who's Mashiach? Mashiach is obviously a person the uh, Amram tells us he's a melech, he's a king, and there's all the parameters to, 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 who fits the job description. There's Bechaskas Mashiach, there's Mashiach Vaday, and 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 uh, yeah. And as soon as Mashiach is on the scene, even when, once he's Bechaskas Mashiach, it can be true the statement that we're in Yemaisa Mashiach, we're in the time when there's somebody Mashiach. And Geulah is something that's going to happen. Mashiach is so amazing; he's such a fantastic individual. Um, he's going to be the greatest king, and he he's going to be able to bring the Geulah. He's going to usher in this the the, uh, the geula and he's going to build a Mitzvah and, and and gather in all the Yidden. And uh, but it's really two separate things. First, Mashiach comes, and then he brings the Geulah. So we have to understand when we say something, when we use the word Mashiach, when we use the word Geulah. Even though, you know, for most of Jewish history, it hasn't made much of a difference because when you're asking for Mashiach to come, you're asking that he should come and bring the Geula, the fact remains, especially it's become closer, and it becomes more relevant, the specific details of the matter, like anything else, when, you know, when something's far along in the future, you're just excited about the general concept, but once you get close to it, it becomes more exciting you need to know all the particulars, all the details, what exactly is going to happen, how is it going to happen, what can we do to make sure it happens in the best possible way, and therefore it's important to know Mashiach is a person, and uh, we'll see you ready where we're holding as far as that's concerned, uh, hopefully, and uh, Gula is what we're all waiting for, the era
0: that Mashiach will usher in. Nice. So um, we want Mashiach now. Absolutely. I know. Technically, leave it there. I'm not just kidding. Um, so we want to, being that this is the first episode, we want to like sort of lay out a groundwork for what future, for what we can see, or the conversation that we can be having in future episodes. So I think it's a good idea before we start going into the nitty gritty of of uh, questions. Specifically, um, we're going to be looking at Mashiach in the perspective of the Rebbe because we're um we're we're that's where we're holding um and that's where the biggest controversy is surrounding the concept of mashiach is um post post uh the famous year um tafshanun bays where where it was known as the year of mashiach. Um so post Tavshinun bays it was that's where the biggest controversy lays um on the what what did what did everybody really mean all these different things these conversations, but before we get there, we want to lay the groundwork, so to speak so we're all on the same page we're all instead of having arguments where we might have a uh 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 misunderstanding of of a very key concept, and that could be the the basis of our, our, our questions let's Let's negate all all those all those um, things, and let's start start from the beginning. Let's start from the, from the beginning concept of before even Mashiach, the creation of the world. Why God created the world? Let's let's go into that. So yeah, five thousand
1: seven hundred eighty four and some odd months years ago, Hashem was sitting. Uh, no, he wasn't sitting. But Hashem uh, before before time, Hashem had a time. Uh, as you know, the famous phrase, um, the desire to have a dwelling place for Hashem in this physical world. So what does that mean? So you know the famous Chassidic uh, phrase, the Hasidic adage, if a Taiva is king Kasha, a Taiva is no qu- you can't ask a question. So a tithe is at the, the very essence of a person. It's not because of anything. He wants something. This is what he wants. So uh, you can't ask a question on that. But but what is it? That we should understand. Hashem wanted a dwelling place in this world. What does that mean? Um, so this world, obviously, is a place uh, totally devoid of godliness in, in a revealed sense, which, which really is a big kiddish. It's a novelty, because in most of all of the spiritual worlds, just as when you shine a flashlight or the sun shines, and you see the sunlight or the ray of the flashlight, you know for a certainty that there is sun, there's a the sun, or, or there's the, you know, the flashlight. Um, so too in all of the worlds, it's obvious that if there's creation, there's there's Hashem, there's a the creator. It's only in this physical world that Hashem put on this illusion. He concealed himself to such a degree that uh, we we're just here. Where do we come from? We don't care. We're having a good time. We don't. Uh, it is not immediately obvious who created this world. That's why this world is, is the real tachtayim. It's the lowest possible place in all of creation. It's um, and this was created by Hashem Himself because Hashem Himself, obviously, He doesn't come from anyone. He exists on His own accord, and He Himself created this world and He imparted a piece, a part of that, into this world. This sense of beingness that you know we exist, and uh, it's that's the biggest klipa that we have. That we're just we don't even realize that Hashem is creating us. Unless we learn to sit us, obviously, or use our brains and think. But uh, Hashem said, in this lowliest of place, this physical world, most devoid of my presence, I want to have a hold. I want to have a dira. What's a dira? A dira is a dwelling place. When a person is uh, out during his day, he he goes to work, he's 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 wearing one hat. He's the businessman. He's wearing a suit. He's, he's talking a certain way. He acts a certain way. When he's with his friends, he's in a different way, um, et cetera. As a person goes throughout his life, he has a different hat that he wears. But when he comes home, he doesn't have to wear any hats. He could just be himself, and he could be fully present and, and fully there. He could let himself loose, so to speak. He doesn't have to put on a show for anyone. He's home. Hashem wanted to be home in this world, and uh, that was a tall order. And uh, Hashem imagined in his, so to speak, his mind's eye, Yidin, Tzadikim, the Shammes, doing Torah Mitzvahs and making this all happen and decided to create the world. And that was the plan, that the Yidin would do Torah Mitzvahs, they'd make, thereby make this world a dwelling place for Hashem, and eventually culminating with the Geula, after our religion in this world, we'd make this world a fitting place for Hashem, and uh, we'd experience that eternal that, that bliss, that, that eventual goal would be realized love with, uh, with the Gula, when this world will finally be a proper dwelling place for Hashem and godliness will be revealed like the Lambam finishes off um, it's, it's safer the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem like the water covers the
0: sea nice, so that's it's a good it's uh, a good beginning so, continuing on, yeah, after Hashem, that's, uh, no, no, it's the same and that we have, the the, the beginning is connected, is, is the end is connected to the beginning, again, the whole, again, if you have, there's a, a, an intent to creating something, then obviously the point would be not in the middle, but until you get to the the, the, the desired outcome, only then will, the reason of, as to why he created the world or created anything would be truly um, appreciated. So, so let's let's go to the next step. Let's start let's start getting into the the between, starting from when Hashem created the world until the end. Let's let's see what happened in the middle. Um, you know, What what? Starting from the the first uh, first creation, the first human being. Um, you know. The perfect man, Adam Marishan he was created. Hashem created him sixth day, and um, and everything was going beautifully. You know, it was everything was as as Hashem wanted. Um, so before before we get into Adam Rishon, I wanted to ask. Obviously, we don't we don't really we can't really understand um, the Avishah, you know, especially this whole uh, being the the, the famous um, answer to the question as to why God created the world. I mean why he needed why he needed uh with a is a tie of having recognition gashes. But but um was Hashem's intent, I guess, that when he created the world that's it and after after he created Adam that, that would be the way he wanted it or, or is is there, or is there also a Kavana in the Satin Sadas so uh
1: you know, simply speaking obviously uh you know, the, the the straight reading of the text is, and even though you cannot take the text out of its simple meaning, Hashem commanded a mitzvah to Adam, and he should have listened. In which case, uh, the al explains, he actually has a whole uh, discourse about it, in a whole minor exactly asking this question, what would have happened had Adam not eaten from the fruit, had he had he listened to Hashem and, and, and uh, done the right thing, then uh, we would have had the redemption then, uh all the things that had to happen would have happened. But uh that uh that wasn't the plan. Like it says in Tehillim, it would have worked out in and in, in the, 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 there was that, that was that was a plan. But uh like it says in Tehillim, alila <inaudible> al Hashem so to speak made a libel to trick Adam into uh you know, obviously Adam had free will, but um it was Hashem's uh, plan that we could say after it happened, this protest that uh that the Chet happened, and now we could uh, do all this work, we're doing these many thousands of years, in order to bring the Geula in a more proper and full way, based off of our own work, which makes it all the more better, and all the more complete now that we're going through this whole long process um, to bring the Geula so to speak, on our terms on the, the terms of the world a world that has been exposed to, to sin, and, and Klippa and all these things, and, and to make it all and then to elevate it, and really elevate the whole existence of the world, properly. properly.
0: Anyways, yeah. So, 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 so you're saying that it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it could have, it could have been, that, that's it. After yeah. uh, so, so, so that that, yeah. uh, she Arishayin, uh, it would have been, Ge'ula uh, uh, would have been, it would have been all, Technically, it was then, and, and because of the so it, it caused, it triggered uh, a chain of events. A chain of events that basically it, it start, it started, it created the the need, I guess, to to I guess fulfill tere mitzvahs, to to fix the world, to create, to make from the world that, like you said, was is full of flip on all these things into. That it itself should permeate um, godliness. Um, very nice. Okay, now, um, let's let's go to the, to the next thing after after Um, do we know do we know what happened after? Like, what what's the what was the next? I guess in the progression, what was the next step? So uh, to this, we
1: have the Rebbe's famous uh, mimer, the very first mimer that I've said, Basilegani. You know, this is a mimer that uh, encapsulates really the whole messias of the Rebbe, the whole job of Darashvi, this, our seventh and last generation of golos And uh, every year, as a matter of fact, as we know, the Rebbe, again, said a mimer of Egani, and appearing now for Yud Shabbat, I've learned a mimer from this year, a fashion chav dalid, and then So this is all on, on our minds. Um, but uh, this first mimer of Egani, Um the explains how, quoting from the member of his father-in-law, Basla that was given out for Yud Shvat, that uh, automation was first created, the Gan Eden, this which is a, a spiritual thing, but it was, or it's a physical thing, but a more refined type of spirituality, and it, it was in this world. It was a physical place, Ghanayden. And uh, because of Adam and Aveda, because of his sin, the Shechina was nostalgic. From this world to the Kiyo Ha'alaf, it was one step removed from being home. Shechina means to rest, to dwell, to be present. And Hashem was present in this world, and uh, it obviously was not in a permanent manner, because it was able to leave, and there was a, there was, there was a possibility of sin, and after Adam sinned, the Shechina was forced away, was chased away. And then we know there was the next sin of, of Kayin and Hevel, and it went to the second Rokiah, etc., cetera, seven Avedis, until it was banished to the seventh Rukia, the seventh heaven, seven steps away from home, from where it should be, where it could be fully expressed and present. And then came Avram Avinu, our, our forefather Avram, and he started, he, he was a shliach, he started spreading godliness into the world, and he, he was not enough that he himself believed in Hashem, but he said, I'm going to spread this belief to everyone in the entire world, and if Rav said about, as we know, Al of Vayra He wasn't enough that he called himself. He made other people call him the name of Hashem. And this he began this job of spreading godliness into the world. And through all of his efforts, he brought down the Shechina from Akiya Zayin to Vav to the sixth heaven. He brought it down. He brought Hashem one step closer back home, back into this world. And then came Yitzchak, who would follow him the path after him, and Yaakov, etc. He until he got to the Imam and tells us Meshach, who Shvi Meishu was the seventh. And the Bible says the famous phrase, v'chol ha-shivin all sevenths are cherished. And therefore, Moshe being the seventh, merited the great Sus to bring the Shechina down into this world. As we know by Tera, was literally, um, Moshe, Moshe brought uh, Hashem K down into this world, bringing heaven down to earth. And that was an amazing, uh, amazing one-time occurrence, Mat Tera, but it was the impetus for the whole rest of, of, of all the mitzvahs we were going to do afterwards that we're going to have this power to really bring the geulah, which which is the culmination of mountain It's really one long process. Mountain terror started the bringing of uh, heaven down to earth, and then the, but it wasn't permanent. It had a permanent effect, but you know mountain was only then. Then afterwards we 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 built we built the mishkan and uh, etc. But then there was the korban, you know, back and forth. And the eventual goal through all the terror mitzvahs that uh that we now have thanks to mountain terror the mitzvahs and terror give us the power to really permanently bring godliness into this world, and this will all be revealed and uh be fully expressed loss of love and uh that is the tahus of montero loss of Love will have the full revelation of godliness in this world That is in a very uh that's the general sense that's uh, that that's the plan
0: all right. So, so we, so you went, so you just took the, all those years and just. Nice. I guess I, I'm saying that I, that I did that. He 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 he, he made it very simplistic. Um, but I wanna I wanna zoom in to, to uh to something very specific. Where I'm saying we're in Parshas Shemais. We just finished. We just uh, had Parshas last week, um, where where we read about how Yaakov Avinu. Wanted to tell uh, the his kids about the kids what Mashiach was going to come, um, and I was thinking about Yaakov. Yaakov, I mean, what, what? I guess what was special about Yaakov? I mean, what, what connection did Yaakov have um, regarding with, with regards to Mashiach? What was his connection? How was he? What was special about him that he knew, so to speak, before he before he lost it? But knew this is the kind of the I mean when Mashiach was going to come.
1: So uh yeah. So this brings into uh, the discussion the whole idea of uh most people have I'm sure heard taking Olam or, or the sparks right. sparks of holiness, a bunch of a bunch of fireworks everywhere. <laughs> um and and the, the idea in uh you know a, I'll try to make it as simple uh, as I can you we, we can, we can um, unwrap it a little bit. Yeah, but even so we're talking about spiritual concepts that are uh there's the you know there's the of host as you can understand physical things uh you know well we know what it is. Uh you know, you you have a physical thing, uh this cup, I know what it is. It's a cup, it's made of plastic. I understand it. And if I want, I'll, I'll get a microscope. I'll, I'll figure out it's, it's, its chemical makeup. I can plumb the depths until more or less I know exactly what it is. Um, but if, but if I told somebody who never heard of a cup before, someone was blind, and I tried to explain to them a color, they'd know. Oh, there's this thing called green, but you know, they, they don't know what it is. So when it comes to spiritual things, we we can talk about it. We can learn about it. But at the end of the day, we don't have a. Until Mashiach comes, we're not gonna have a real or, or even the Shemasanganajan they have they have somewhat. But then when we're in a physical body in this world, we don't really have a grasp in, in spiritual things. But we can talk about that. <laughs> we can have ideas and try and try. We try to get a grasp. Which what, what we can. And uh, so what is it? We you know before Hashem created this world and all the spiritual worlds, there was something called Atayu. And uh, and what is that? You know, uh, everything. There's always ten spheres. Ten that is chachma binodas chesed guvura tevelas malchus. These are ten attributes of Hashem. The same ten attributes that we share in our uh, our soul. And the way Hashem first made them in this world of tayu, this world of confusion, each of these attributes was totally one unto itself, and they didn't mix or get along with the other one. Each one was fully, on, fully chesed, was fully chesed, kindness was fully kindness, gvura severity was full on severity, and each one did not incorporate any of the values of the other one. And it was very powerful, a lot of godliness, a tremendous amount of godliness, and, and, and not enough vessels to contain the godliness, not enough caleb, not enough, uh, they weren't able to handle it. And quite literally, it exploded. It was too much godliness. And uh and the lights, so to speak, the, the this godliness, the powers of godliness escaped, and what was left were these fragments of these that were containing this godliness were not able to handle it, these it's called Shritasakalem, these Kalim became these sparks, and they fell into uh what was to become later this uh this the current world and became hidden in the deepest places of our world. And uh after that Hashem made what's called Alamatikun, a fixed world the proportion was more correct. there was a, a limited amount of godliness and uh, a larger amount of vessels to contain the godliness. And that was the world of Atzillus. And that was the world created with the Shema. Uh, the name of Hashem of Shema. It's what's, what's called the name of 45. It's one of the ways you can spell out Hashem's name. It comes out to the Gematria 45. And that represents the way all of the midas, all of the spheres, interact with each other. Each one is incorporated. One with the other, you have Chesed, Shabbakvudah, Angvudah, Chesed, etc., and they all get along. This was a fixed, proper world. And uh, the higher something is, the lower it falls. So these highest sparks coming from the holiest, highest places of godliness, they fell down to the lowest places, and uh, they fell down into this world. And you had here Yaakov and Asev. and Yaakov came from the world of Tikkun. But his brother Esau, which was this rough and tough uh, Russia guy going around killing and pillaging and uh, etc. He actually originated from the I'll tell you, He came from this higher world. He had much more godly power that uh, could have been tapped into if used out correctly. Um, and uh, Yaakov set about trying to, try to purify, uh, purify the sparks. And Yaakov went to Lavan, and love on, uh, you know, everything physical as a spiritual counterpart, and the spiritual counterpart of Lavan is called Levin HaElyon. Uh, and this was, uh, there was a lot of sparks, a lot of holiness trapped by Lavan. And Yaakov went there, and Yaakov purified all of those sparks by Lavan. And when he was done, when he was finished, he spent those many long years there with all of his family, most of it now, and uh, most of his family. And he came, and he sent uh, messengers, he sent Malachim to Asaf. And the message was, I have done my part, I have finished purifying, uh, I'm ready for the Gula, basically. Uh, are you, have you done your end? Have you purified your, your parts of things? And the answer was a resounding, uh, no, not even close. <laughs> Esau, as we know, was far from being purified, as the Malachim told him. And uh, and asa said when they when they met up he says, "Don't worry i'll uh you do you and we'll meet up eventually. our hearsayer La of we'll uh will finish the business and uh then came and this was the same idea when it came to the blessings that wanted to bestow upon uh upon his children. Yitzchak wanted to give the bracha to Asaf, hoping that this uh these blessings would enable Asaf to do the job he needed to do, but Rifka, the mother sense to know better that this would just be abused by Esau, the, new, the, the correct path would be to give these brachas to Yaakov and we would have to purify Esau. We'd have to purify these sparks. And uh, and there, there's 288 sparks altogether, which obviously fracture into many, 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 many different individual sparks. Um, just like the Jewish souls, which are in origin 600,000, uh, but splinter into uh, as the generations went further into many, you know, all, all the who ever lived, all the different souls. And it was our job to purify the sparks. This, be, this continued into uh, Mitzrayim. We know the Yidden was left in Mitzrayim. It says they left with uh, with uh, the aid of Rav. The Rav is two hundred and two. They already purified Mitzrayim, hot before it all splintered out so much. Two hundred and two sparks, and uh, that left uh, of the two hundred and eighty-eight, left uh, 86. 86 left to go, and. Um, and that's been the job during Golas to, to go throughout the whole Golas to purify these sparks of holiness, and uh, thereby to fully elevate, fully elevate this world. And uh, to explain what means a uh, a spark, to give a little clarification of a spark of holiness, it's, it's not some fireworks. Oh, like, uh... We're talking here. Uh, yeah, we're, we're talking here about every everything in this world has a, has a divine intention. It's it's the purpose for why it was created. So if if you uh, if you take a physical thing and you uh, you drink you drink water, or you you eat uh, you eat uh, you eat food or whatever it is that you're doing, if you do it for the correct reason, which is to serve Hashem, you're revealing the godliness in it. You're revealing that spark of holiness in it. You're revealing its its intention, the truth behind it, what it really is. And that elevates it, and when you do that to the things that contain the sparks, you elevate those sparks to holiness so it's 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 not a hocus pocus it's revealing the godliness it's literally revealing the godliness that that is this world so there's an interesting thing that although we're we're people we' at the so to speak the top of the totem pole totem pole there's Damien Tamchamedaba, there's the person, then there's the animal, then there's the vegetative, then there's the material, the inanimate, we get sustained by animals and by, vegeta- by, 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 by um, things that grow. You know, how, how is it they can give us life? It's because they have a higher spiritual source. They come from from the Adam Atayu. They have a divine spark. They have an intention. And when we eat these things with the divine intention uh, of why they were created, that elevates them to their source, where they originally come from, and it uh, puts all these puzzle pieces of these Kaelin back together and uh, then can be revealed this great godly spiritual light of Tayu, but in the vessels of Tiken, in the vessels that will finally be able to contain it, and we will have godliness revealed in this world in a complete manner that will be proper and uh, will not break apart, that will be lasting forevermore. That will happen
0: obviously uh, in the future, lots of lovely, with uh, the with Gula. So that was Yaakov. That was Yaakov's connection to to Gula, to, to Mashiach. Um... So, so very nice. So, so we have, so we have a, a, a nicer, fuller picture um, where we have this the, these two things going on. We have the 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 Shekhinah, right going up and down, and and the Voidah of the of the different generations through their leaders, um, uh, through the leader of the generation is to bring down the shchina one step closer. Specifically, seven, there's seven steps, so it's not like a million steps, and each one is trying to go a little more. No, it's it's it's. It's send seven general steps um and then we have this also this also this this Aveda that i guess from from the from the individual that you have in order to bring about a ge'ulah, in order to bring about the redemption um, in the in the physical world which we said that the gola is one of the characteristics uh, is characterized by this concept of Deyas Hashem that there's going to be this knowledge this outpour of knowledge of Hashem. what does that mean that means that Inanimate objects and all these things will recognize in themselves the godliness. So, part of that, in in, in I guess in connected to it, is the avoda, the service that we, the work that we have to do in the time of Golos would be to bring out the godliness of the of the peace. So we have the the two. We're working on on from the Matal and from the milo. We're working from above and from below. Specifically, a spiritual a, a spirit a person that. His, that he's serving god and he's working on the world in a spiritual way through bringing about the shina and then we have the physical the more mundane um aveda i guess that that we have is that is that a good um, a way of um identifying it
1: One more time so you have you have the leaders
0: in generation you have the spiritual you have the, spirit, the, the leaders that that bring it down spiritually make it you know because at the end of the day, like this, at the end of the day, there's two things happening in when Mashiach comes in the time of the Geula, right? There's the Nesava Baruch God has a desire to live in this world. There's two things to that. There is Hashem being in this physical world. There's the physical world, and then there's Hashem. So the 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 Avedah of bringing Hashem into this physical world is in 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 a dwelling sense, right? In a in a in a, in, a, in the right. You said that a person the way he's at home. Is uncomparable to the way he's in work and all these other places, so bringing that part of Hashem into this into this physical world i wouldn't I would say I would, I would put that under the job description of a nasi of a leader of the generation because that he deals he deals most with with atmos and and um, and Veda uh, and the service and the work of preparing the physical world to become uh, umallah that it it itself should be infused should be you know you should see the the godliness in everything to make it a godly world that that is that would be our aveda. I don't know if this is
1: so uh this is already beyond my pay grade so uh I haven't I haven't seen that anywhere uh this this exact difference Uh, generally speaking you know it's 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 the job. The job of the rebbe. The job of the generation. I don't know. You have to ask people who know more about how rebbe's work right. <laughs> uh, exactly. But the, the job is, is is similar in nature. The point is the same. Uh, when you reveal all, the purify all the sparks. That's how you make this world a dwelling place. That that makes this world a. Purifying the sparks. That 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 is that void of God to to fix this world, to make this world a dwelling place. I don't know if there's necessarily such different. Uh, Right. Such a different thing. Right. But again, like I mentioned in the beginning, due to the nature of these subjects, that they're spiritual in nature, and we only could talk about the names and terms, we learn exitus and try to have an understanding of them where it makes sense to us. Uh, you know, to somebody who knows the difference between different colors, it's obvious the difference. But the son is only learning about them in a book or something. You'd have to try to imagine what the difference is. It's a lot more confusing. So Right. Cool.
0: I couldn't tell you uh, exactly how it works. Right. So, so I guess, so, so, we're so I think, I think this is a good, a good, a good, um, foundation for, for, for building on that we can continue, continue this conversation in a more nuanced, uh, approach now being that we've, we've reached, um, we've reached where, where we are now we've, we've spoken about from the time of creation. All the way to to where we are currently, in the sense of where the controversy lays. The controversy doesn't really lay on on Hashem having a taiva, and the controversy controversy doesn't really lay on on Yaakov Avinu being ready for the Gula and Esav not being ready, and the avida of the sparks. Everybody understands. Everybody again, like you said, we only know what we know of, of regard to the to the avida of, of, of sabirurim as 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 it's as it's known. Um, because of because of the because of Chassidus, because of the the people that spoke about it, but it's it's pretty much something that everybody agrees with. Everybody, this is what every everybody knows. This is what we're doing, right? This 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 everybody knows. Everybody knows avedas We're we're elevating sparks when we make a bracha. We're doing this. We're 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 using it to serve Hashem. We're using tefillin to serve Hashem. That that we learn it all the time. So I think this is a, a good. A good place, good place where we can all agree, right? We can, we, we need to start from a place of agreement. Um, is there anything else that I guess we can, we can, before we get into specifics, is there anything else that would you categorize as something general that most people have uh, an agreement to?
1: It depends who, who are most people. Pencil-educated people are. We're talking about Chabad people. We're talking about.
0: Uh... I would. I would say like this. I would say, especially nowadays, right? Uh, with the with the recent uh, uh, situation in Eretz Yisrael, uh, what happened on Simchas um, There, there's been just like a, a like a paradigm shift. Like all of a sudden, just people are thinking differently. Especially, uh, I'm talking specifically in the Velt, um, with regards to Mashiach and Geula. People are. it's it's, it's rolling off people's tongues. Um, like I've never, like I've never seen it, uh, and yeah, there's definitely
1: a big excitement, a big arousal from everyone, to really, uh, to finally make it happen. That you see people excited about Yiddishkeit, like like you have never seen before, uh, so much people who you'd never think. Or instead of being upset at Hashem, it's the opposite. They're turning, coming closer to Hashem. They're getting excited. Let's put on film, Let's keep Shabbos. Let's, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's really amazing to Actually, see Actually
0: that, 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 that you mentioned that. Um, this podcast actually, the I was I was inspired to 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 get in touch with you and to 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 make it happen because I like you were saying after after what happened on Simchas you know I saw I saw it, it, it could have gone either way it could have gone in, especially right before Simchas what was happening in Israel such such divide such not hatred but it was so like. You could feel it. You could feel the tension of of people protesting either way. It, and it was something for so it was so silly. You would think it was so, something so silly. But then after this happened, it was like first of all the achdos. It was like whoa, <laughs> and and it, it created you know achdos in, in in Lubavitch, which is even like you know this game. Um, but but um, but in addition to the achdos, there was also people that put on tefillin. That never did it in their lives. People that started lighting Shabbos candles. There, there, I, there was a video going around, I think last week or two weeks ago, of of uh, a soldier was saying that he that he couldn't keep Shabbos, so he asked if someone could keep Shabbos for him in honor in, in in his honor, and and someone that never kept Shabbos decided to keep Shabbos because of this guy, because of this soldier, and I was like, okay, uh, I was sitting by Febregan actually, and and they were talking about this, and I said. Why don't we do something where, where is our around, Where are we inspired? How are we doing something different that we've never done in our lives? Something that we, you would think, or that you kept on pushing yourself up and you're saying never going to happen, never going to happen. I'm never going to do that. I'm, and it's, it's too hard for me. Uh, I'm not in, I'm not on the level like that. Something, something that you would, that, that you were against your entire life, I think. We should we should go and, and and go on full force like like the the army the Sahal are going into Gaza. I think if you would ask anybody five years ago eight years ago if if they they, they were ever going to do this, anybody would tell you ne, never they're never going to go into Gaza. Now I hope they're going to go into Gaza, but they're never going to do it. And the same thing if if you ask the guy that put on tefillin after after eighty years of never putting on tefillin. Ten years ago, would you ever put on tefillin? He would say, "Never in my entire life am I going to get anywhere near a pair of tefillin." And nevertheless, because of that, he put on tefillin. So I think so. So my inspiration was that I think it's it's time to get out of our, our shells, and we have to we have to ta- we have to talk about it. We have to we have to address the elephant in the room. And for some people, yeah. For some people, and a lot of people that I know, it's 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 specific things about Mashiach, not Mashiach. Because Mashiach, we all want Mashiach. It's it's one of the it's one of the thirteen uh, fundamentals of, of Jewish faith. That you gotta believe. You gotta believe that there's Mashiach and he's going to come. You have to wait for him every single day, and and yeah. But there are certain things, specifically details of Mashiach, that it's very scary. It's very scary, and I think and I think. um, yeah, this is uh, this would be the place, hopefully.
1: Yeah, this this is also uh, I don't remember ex- the exact language of, but it's in today's AM game that uh, <speaking in Spanish> will not be saved with sighing alone. It's good as an impetus, but uh, to just remain with your arms folded is not enough. Everyone has to do their part. Zebin Uma, Umay, this with his speech, this with his, his cosplay, his money. So, hopefully, this the Zebin Uma, Umay, this with our speech. We can have a proper effect, but really this is every everyone in their uh in their home in their area in their sector they'll do everyone to do uh to quote the the borrow of the levis phrase total can do whatever you can to uh don't be scared we got nothing to lose now
0: this is this is the home stretch to really make it happen so on on this note I think this is a good way to um to wrap it up so you know like like and and like and like we said earlier this is not just a podcast i think i think this would be a good place for for dialogue you know we'll we will 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 uh will invite some people will invite some guests to share their thoughts and and um what they think on this and uh and also people can can act, can ask their questions can bring can send in their questions their concerns what is it that is holding you back from going full force full in on mashiach and um anything that is obviously related, uh, we're going to, hopefully we're going to have some form of, of connecting to us, obviously, because if the whole point is to get you to connect us, um, hopefully the, a lot of the people that are listening will have our numbers. <laughs> um,
1: if not, whoever you're watching this, you can leave a comment correct, or a correct. question, whatever platform, whatever platform uh, you are. You're on, be- All
0: right. Thank you for joining us on this very first episode of greeting Mashiach. Um, until next time, my name is Levi Palchenko. I'm in Los Angeles. Simcha Fish, he's in Crown Heights. And um, you've been listening to Greeting Mashiach. Hope you have a wonderful day. We want Mashiach now. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.